All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show singer-songwriter Devin Page. What is up? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you on board, man. I appreciate you joining us. Of course. I am pumped. All right, so before we get into your, your new single, tell my listeners a little bit about you and when it was and how it was you first got into making music. Sure. Uh, my name is Devin. I'm 31 years old. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I've released two singles as of right now. Um, in my background, I started in musical theater as a child. Mm. So that was kind of my foray into uh, performing and acting and singing. And then I just decided as I got older, I'm going to jump into it in kind of like a different area. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how I started with my singles. Okay, cool. So let's back up just a little bit, because you mentioned acting and things like that. So um, is this something you did while you were in school, or you know, like plays, or did you pursue that even after school, the acting part? That was as a child. Um, so I started when I was in elementary school, um, and my twin sister and I both did professional music theater for years. So that was kind of how I started getting into the music, you know, acting industry. Gotcha. Okay, so when I was reading up on you and researching, I saw where you lost your dad, which I'm sorry to hear, and grandma. And, and that was kind of what propels you to go forward in music, like all in type. So talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so it was just kind of like, you know, I'd always thought about getting back into music, but, you know, I had a full-time job, you know, I was getting married, so... I had always been really busy, and it's always been a dream of mine to pursue it. And with losing them, it just kind of reminded me that, you know what, if I'm going to do it, why don't I just do it now? You know, life's so short. Why, you know, why live your life if you don't enjoy it? Yeah. So losing them just kind of pushed me in the direction to say, you know what, life's too short, and I'm going to go for it. And here we are. <laughs> right. And you, and you said life's so short. It is true. And I, and I was reading about your dad, and you were saying that he worked so hard his whole life um, that he didn't really have a lot of time to, to enjoy the things that he might enjoy. So talk more about that and how that inspired you to, to, to chase your dreams as well. It was kind of a wake-up call, so to speak, um, just because it, it was true. I mean, as he got older, he realized that you know he wanted to travel more and you know do more things, go on vacations. Um, and just kind of relax more. And I've seen that more with um, like older generations, like my family members, like my grandparents and things, where it's just like you need to start doing what you want to do when you're younger because, you know, as you get older, you just can't do as many things. And I don't want to, you know, look back on my life, you know, however long I have. Mm -hmm. I don't want to look back and think, you know, why didn't I do that? Yeah. You know, I didn't want to get up to a point in my life where I couldn't do it. So that's kind of what pushed me in that direction. You know, that's a great point. Um, I think that, I really think that it's important that we do chase the things we enjoy doing. Um, I would rather be an old man one day and, and, and be able to reminisce back and say, you know what, I'm glad I rolled the dice on that and tried it. Rather than, you know what, I wish I would have done that. I, I wish I would have right. tried that, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't want to look back on anything and think, you know, I maybe I would have succeeded at this had I just tried it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it and 
kind of see what happens, and mm -hmm. I'm just going to enjoy the ride, however long it is. <laughs> so now, are you are you just straight up musician now, or are you working another job, or are you just straight up all music right now? Um, so I'm kind of like half and half. I still have yep. a full time job. I get it. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm a millennial in corporate America. Yeah, as you can imagine, it's super fun. <laughs> so I'm kind of pursuing music and you know trying to kind of do half and half a little bit more just mm -hmm. because I still have a full-time job um, but my the coolest thing would be if I was so busy with music that I got to quit my job like yeah. that to me would be like I made it like I get to quit <laughs> you know we have a similar path even though I'm a lot older than you are which should inspire you should give you hope that I'm, I'm in my 50s living my best my best years right now but I'm in two films and I know this is your interview so I won't talk about me much at all but I'm in two I'm in two documentary films and it's about paranormal research and I, and I just something I just stumbled into and I love it and I would but I still have to have a nine-to-five I can't do it full-time yet but I'm working on it you know what I mean even at my age that's that's so when I think about you I'm like yep I can totally relate to having to do that nine-to-five still but if you keep at it, man, keep at it, you, you could do this music full-time. Right? Yeah, I mean, in the 9 to 5, it pays the bills. So yeah. it gives me the money to kind of support this dream of mine. Yeah. So unfortunately, it's necessary right now. Absolutely. And you know what? I've, yeah. I, I, I've interviewed thousands of musicians, and you're just like a lot of them. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's a tough business. And the thing is, it's expensive. Like, a studio time is expensive. Uh, shooting videos is expensive. I mean, it takes money to make it to make money oh yeah yeah and it's just i mean it's just money out the door like yeah. <laughs> just for like a chance at it and you know it's funny because when i started this music journey you know my husband i kept him very in the loop but i never told him like what i was paying for i never uh. told him the cost <laughs> and then it was like maybe a month ago that came up and I told him what I had done <laughs> on, you know, just doing one single and he was mortified. Yeah. He's like, what? I'm like, what did you think it would cost? He's like, not that. Ah, yeah, it's, it's expensive. <laughs> it's very expensive, but, I mean, so far to me, it's been worth every single penny. I mean, I've just been having so much fun, so yeah. I definitely want to, you know, keep the 9 to 5 so I can pay for the next single. Right, and this single's called Love and Dreams. It's a good segue. Um, it's a really fun song. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I did, man. I listened to it, I think, I know for sure, three times. I think I listened to it a fourth time when I was, when I was typing up questions. Um, it's really fun. It's, it's an upbeat, kind of makes your foot tap. Um, talk to me about that. Tell my listeners a little bit about the song, about the backstory. Um, it's kind of like a happy, upbeat love song, um, kind of like when you meet your person and, you know, you're just so in love with them and things are great and you're happy and they're happy. Um, so it, I, it was kind of designed to be, you know, kind of like a song that, you know, gets stuck in your head, um, that kind of, if you're in a bad mood or anything, it kind of takes you out of that for, you know, the three minutes and one second that it is. Um, and I, I wanted something that people could listen to and, you know, they'd sing to it, they'd dance to it. Um, so that's kind of where I got the uh, inspiration to do that. Uh, just because my first single was, you know, a little more dark, uh, more mm -hmm. about like heartbreak and things. And so this one, I wanted to go and do a complete 180 and put something out that was going to, you know, make people feel better. Yeah. Now, is, is the song getting any spins anywhere? Anybody spinning it? 
Uh, I mean, it's doing really well so far, which, I mean, I'm pumped about. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's had thousands of streams already. Beautiful. Fantastic. Um, so it's been added to, like, a ton of different Spotify playlists, like, playlists of people that maybe I have no idea who they are. Um, but it's doing really well. So yeah. I'm just... It's so exciting, you know, looking at, you know, Spotify for artists or Apple Music for artists and seeing the, you know, listener count go up and the stream count go mm-hmm. up. And, you know, then I have people reaching out to me on social media and it's just like, it is the most amazing feeling. Like, I'm just so mm. excited. I'm so proud of how this is doing. Well, you should be proud because it's a really good song and it's, it is, it is produced well and it's good. Um, now, have you researched college radio stations? Um, not really. I was going to reach out to, um, my, the college I went to was called Elizabethtown. It's in Pennsylvania. And, um, I'm a communications major. So I actually had a radio show with them yep. on their radio station. So they were going to play it for the college I went to. So, um, I'm going to start looking at other college campuses. I recommend that. Sending it out. Yeah. Just because I feel like it's perfect for, yep. you know, college. It's just it like fun and you can, dance and drink to it and <laughs> well not only that but just for just for marketing purposes first of all college radio stations will play for free and um you can actually if you, if you can get multiple colleges to start playing it you can generate a buzz and and, and if, you, if you generate a buzz strong enough you'll get the attention of some mainstream radios and it's kind of a good segue it's a good step to try to merge from college radio stations to, to um, mainstream, and I'll give you a, a prime example why. So I interviewed Brad Arnold, who's a singer of a rock band called Three Doors Down, a very, very famous band. Oh my gosh, I and, know Three Doors Down. Yeah, Brad Arnold was on my show a few years back, and he was telling me that their song Kryptonite was their first big hit. It was like the late 90s, early 2000s, and um, before they got signed, that's what they did. They, they, they really... They knocked on doors and they pitched their song to college radio. And they got like one radio station started doing it, then another college started doing it. And before you know it, it just spread like wildfire amongst the college radio stations and everybody started talking about it. So the buzz got so strong with it, the mainstream radio stations were like, well, who the hell are these guys three doors down? They're making a lot of noise out there. And that's how they got their break. That's, that's how they got amazing. their break. Yeah. So, okay, I'm definitely going to do that. Thank you for that advice. Yeah, for sure. Try it. You know, you don't have nothing to lose, but maybe a little gas money. I mean, that's it. Right? You know? <laughs> um, and also, if I were you, if you're going to do that, I would try to set up a um, an in-person meeting with as much as you can. With I know some of the colleges are maybe a little bit too far to drive, but if you can get to the college that you can drive to within, like, driving range, it's always yeah. better to, to meet somebody in person, shake their hand, and let them listen to your song. You know what I mean? You have better results than phone calls and emails that way. Yeah. Yeah. Great idea. Um, yeah, you know man. what? I'm going to make a list starting tomorrow. There you go. Cool. All right. So is there a video for Love and Dreams? Not yet. Um, it's something that I'm considering doing. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of other singles that I may put out before I do a video. Okay. Um. Just because I'm, I'm so excited about the the singing piece of it and putting those releases out, and mm-hmm. so maybe I'll do a video um, for one of the other ones. I just am kind of trying to figure out, you know, the best course of action. Yeah, you can always do a lyrical video. Oh, touche! You know, 
just put out a lyrical video. Just just have the lyrics on cross, and you can have it on YouTube. It's just another platform to get more people to listen to it. Yeah. Okay. Good idea. Yep. Not you too expensive. Just- Full of these good ideas. Right, these are for free. I haven't even charged you nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can invoice me later. <laughs> um, okay, so as far as songwriting, do you do it all? Do you produce too, or just write and sing, or what, what, what's your part other than singing, of course? Um, yeah, I, I usually am pretty heavily involved in the writing process. Um, my my struggle point in the songwriting process is kind of coming up with. A melody. Yeah. Um, so I can come up with lyrics. I have like lots of ideas and I know kind of what the vibe is, what, you know, the mood I want the song to be in. And, um, it's, I just struggle to come up with a melody. So I usually work with people that can help me with that. Um, so that's something I'm really working on and I'm actually loving that process. Nice. So it's, yeah. So I'm working to be able to just do all of it myself. Um, but for right now, I'm gonna, you know, go to the experts. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Hey, man, one of the one of the keys to success is to surround yourself with talent. Right. Don't forget Agreed. that. Um. So when I do these interviews, sometimes I'll go to my Facebook and social media, and I'll ask some of my followers, "Hey, you got a question for my for my guest?" So I did. I had somebody who wanted me to ask you this question. How often okay. do you, yep, how often do you find yourself writing music and what are some things that inspire you to write? Ooh, good question. Um, I mean, as far as inspiring me to write, it's kind of just everyday type of things. Um, you know, whether I'm like listening to the news or, you know, I was reading a book or an article, I just kind of go by people's feelings. I'm, I'm really, really in tune to how people are feeling. Mm. So if I'm reading an article about something that somebody went through, I can, in a way, kind of feel their pain, which is like, you know, a positive and a negative thing. Yeah. Um, but I kind of pull on those experiences. I pull on my own. So I'm always kind of looking for, you know, lyrics to write about. They usually come pretty easily. Um, so I'd say inspiration is just kind of anywhere. Um Literally anywhere, any place. Um, so I usually try to write those down in my phone, just because if I don't write it down somewhere, I will 100% forget <laughs> what I was doing <laughs> or like yeah. what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Now, are there moments when you're just like driving around or walking or maybe running, jogging, where something you'll just come across it in life and say, hey, you know what? That could be a cool song. Oh, yeah. It, it actually happens quite a bit. Um, so that's like, I always carry my phone with me. And if I don't have it on it, I'm like yelling at my husband. I'm like, write this down, write this down. <laughs> <laughs> so I try, I try to, you know, write songs that, you know, I can relate to, but other people can also relate to just because I feel like it, it really brings such a strong sense of community when, mm-hmm. you know, people can relate to the lyrics or how you are feeling about something. So I, I just love kind of growing that. The, the community together just so also nobody feels like they're going through something alone right right now i want to back up again real quick so when you were growing up as a kid when did you know that you could sing better than most most of your friends um and did that confidence have to be something that you waited for to get or were you always fairly confident with your voice Ooh, um i think i kind of realized it when i started musical theater 
think I was about maybe eight years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my twin sister has like this voice that was built for Broadway. I really, mean, it's just it's incredible. Um, we have very very different voices, but she had started first, so we were always like hearing her sing, and I mm-hmm. knew that my sound was completely different. Um, so even growing up, I felt like. You know, because I couldn't sing as well as her, my voice was different, but I wasn't as good. So it took a lot of time for me to kind of build that confidence in mm-hmm. myself um, and think, you know, yeah, maybe I don't sound like, you know, this singer or this singer or this artist, but, you know, I still can sing. My voice is, you know, different from other people's. Um, so that's that's been like a a growing experience. Mm-hmm. And even now, sometimes I'm I'm not... You know, I'm nervous. You know, I'm, I get self-conscious about how I sound because maybe deep down, like my intrusive thoughts are like, maybe you're just tone deaf and nobody's going to tell you. <laughs> That's not true. Don't think that. That's crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so what's the age difference between you and your twin? Uh, ten minutes. Who's older? She is, and she will love to tell you that. She will not let you ever forget that. Yep, you won't ever. She won't ever let you forget it. No, and on her twenty-first birthday, she actually made me stand outside the bar for ten minutes before I got (laughs) because she's like, "You're not twenty-one yet." (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Now, has she pursued a musical career as well, or is she doing something else with her life? Um, she's like a mom, so she's got gotcha. real responsibilities. Yeah. Um, so she's getting married this year. Oh, that's great. So she kind of stopped pursuing it when we went into, I'd say, end of high school, early college, um, yeah. just because college was so busy. So now she's like a real person. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> yeah, a real adult. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so what are some goals? Um, Jeez, I mean, I mean, you know, 2023 is not that far away. We're like, we're, we're like ripping right through the, the first part of the year. What do you yeah, want to fine. get done? I mean, what what are some things you want to get done this year going going into 2023? I definitely want to release more singles. Um, maybe three or four. Um, you know, it's going to depend on if I can afford it. Oh, I get <laughs> but it. Yeah. I definitely, <laughs> so I definitely want to release more. Uh, kind of get my music out in front of people just because I've been getting such good feedback from it. People are really liking it. Um, so that's kind of my goal for the rest of the year. Uh, maybe also kind of doing some shows around the Charlotte area since that's where I live. Um, and then next year, my goal would be to do kind of shows like along the East Coast. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, I can you know go throughout the rest of the state. Um, but an album next year would be like my dream goal. Yeah. So that's kind of like my long and short term plans. How much emphasis are you putting on growing your social media? Um, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually, um, I used to work in social media. Um, so I'm, I'm very accustomed to how it works and how to use it. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's hard, especially with working. So I'm really trying to be more active. Um, I, I like to think I'm pretty active on Facebook and Instagram. It's TikTok that I'm trying to be better with. Right. So I, I'm definitely, it's something that I'm really going to kind of kick butt and, and really work on it. I try to not leave anybody on red. Like I try to answer like everybody or if they leave a comment, like thank them. So. Yeah, it's a work in progress. It's really important to try. I know, and I get it too. It's 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 
it's frustrating because even at my age, I'm over 50 now. I can't even believe that. But I have a TikTok because there's things that I really enjoy about that app as far as finding really good musical talent. I found some amazing, amazing musicians on TikTok that are not even signed. They're just unbelievably talented. So talented. It's like TikTok brings out the, the best in humanity and the absolute worst in humanity, though. It's oh, like it does. It totally does. It's a total rabbit hole, man. It's like, oh, so an emotional drain sometimes. Yes. But, however, I agree. It's, it's important, though, because, if, like, for example, if you, have a, if you have a really solid, fairly substantial social media following and your and your and your singles doing well on on Spotify and iHeart and all those other places when big acts come through Charlotte a lot of times they're going to be looking for local warm-ups right you right know? so that's why it's really important to try to really shore up your social media yeah that's what I'm definitely definitely working on doing it's it's crazy because I just remember as a kid like we didn't have social media I know so it's just, it's such a crazy world we live in now where we're just like flooded with social media constantly. Yeah. Um, so definitely, I'm trying to be better and be yeah. more engaging with people just because this is kind of the world we live in now. <laughs> the music world, especially when I was growing up, because I grew up in the 80s and 90s. I was in the Navy when I was in the 80s, late 80s and early 90s. But the music, the music world is a completely different monster now. I mean, because back then... Back then, when I was coming up through high school and a little bit of college and military, the holy grail for a musician is to get signed by a major record label. You know, right. and back then it was Atlantic Records or RCA Records or mm-hmm. or um, what is the other one? It starts with a P. I can't remember their name, but anyway, huge record labels. And then of course they would finance you and they they would pay for your tours. And you know that so that was the thing. But now that those, those days are pretty much over with. And now it's, it's really it's really a matter of social media and and Spotify and and it's just different. So there's what happened now is the the music industry is just oversaturated. Yeah. So you have to figure out a way to separate yourself. Right. You know, Which is that's the, always a challenge. Yes, that is the challenge. So that's what you got to really focus on. What makes Devon Page? A little bit different, you know. And sometimes you don't have to make it a lot different. Right. Sometimes it's just something a little bit different kilter that catches everybody. Like, ooh, ooh, that was interesting. And sometimes right. that's all you need. Yeah. Then you go viral, and then now you're off and running. So. Right. Yeah, I I agree. That's that is also a work in progress. That's it's challenging, but yeah. I, mean, I I think I read somewhere that. Um, 60,000 songs a day get uploaded to Spotify. Like this industry is just so hard and you know, you're, you're constantly getting rejected. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you're going to be in the industry. You have to have tough skin Yeah. because people are ruthless. Like I I had someone reach out to me and tell me they hated the song and it was the worst pop song (laughs) they've ever heard. I'm like, you know what though? Okay. You know what? That person probably (laughs) kicks their dog every day. Right? You know, right. You're so you feel better for saying that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, people, look, I, I've been in two films, like I said earlier, and we have people that, like our first film got 6,000 reviews and four out of five stars on Amazon, so it did really well. But yeah. we had some really nasty, just mean, rotten people that come on there, 
and they're just trolling. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one funny thing. So we're so we're a documentary film, right? We're a documentary. Yeah. Somebody gave us a one a one out of five star, and they said the acting was terrible. I'm like, you freaking clown! There's not even there's no such there's no actors in this. It's a documentary right? film. That but they just wanted to hate. You know. Yeah, it's. Ugh. It's sad. It's hard. And people like people that are just, just miserable. Mean. Yep, just mean. They, they probably kicked their dog or, or, like, smacked their cat for no reason. They're just miserable people to do that. Yeah, they probably cry in the shower every day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. right. <laughs> All right, so let's see. So who are some of your musical influences? I like to ask this question. I don't know why, but I do. Oh, I would say for as far as, like, my songs and, like, my you know, sound goes, I'd say, you know, Katy Perry is obviously like a huge influence to me because I find so many of her songs are just happy, upbeat songs yeah. that people just love. I mean, it's it's hard to listen to a song that Katy Perry did and not feel it and not feel a certain mm-hmm. way, whether it's, you know, a happy song and you're, you know, you're feeling, you know, elevated and happy or, you know, a song that's about heartbreak or, you know, broken love. It's like, I love how strongly people feel with her music. So I would say Katy Perry's one as far as like my sound goes. Um, Halsey is probably my favorite artist. Um, I just feel like her songs and her lyrics are so like aggressively powerful in the best way. So I'd say as far as like the words I write and you know what I want to sing, she's definitely my go-to. And then as far as like my career, I would say this is like a completely different like shift of genre, but I would say, you know, Celine Dion or Shania Twain oh, or nice. McIntyre. Oh, nice. Because yeah, like we're we're going on a whole 180 different genres, but yeah. as far as their careers go, I mean, they're just to me, they're just timeless. Oh yeah. You know, I could hear a Shania Twain song, and I still know all the words to it. You know, yep. and they're just they're also just unproblematic people. So, like, they're people that I kind of look up to in as far as their careers go because they've yeah. just they just become, they've just done everything they want to do, and people love them for who they are and for the songs. And so yeah. I just, I would love to have a career like that. See, and the, the, those those names you mentioned, they're all artists that, that separated themselves. Um, like, as soon as you hear a Reba song, immediately you know it's a Reba McIntyre song. Oh right. Same thing with right. Shania Twain. Now, Shania Twain's kind of like she's she's not the dominant force she she once was back in the '90s and the early 2000s. But everybody has a shelf life. You know, everybody can't stay on top for 30 years. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. but when she was doing her thing, I mean, Shania Twain was selling stadiums out, and and um, she just had something. You know what I mean? She was a great singer, but there was just that it. There was something about her. That just made right. her different. Same thing with Reba. And who was the other one you mentioned? Uh, Celine Dion. See, not Celine just Dion. Like I mean, she. In her own right. We <laughs> know what separates her. That's her vocals are just insane. <laughs> her, she's just a goddess. She's just. It's amazing. Goddess. She's. Like, I just love her. <laughs> she's probably like eighty pounds soaking wet, but she, but her voice is the most powerful thing. I, I can't believe what comes out of her mouth. Her right? voice is just, just mesmerizing. Like you just you feel everything that she's singing and feeling, and like yeah. she's just incredible. She really she's just is amazing, mind blowing. Okay, one more question, and then we'll and then we'll let everybody 
know where they can follow you. I'll let you tell that. Sure. So this is a cool question I like to ask. Um, and I don't ask everybody. I ask people that I click with this song. This I mean, this song, this question, not this song, this question. Sure. And I like to, and I like to ask this question to singer-songwriters more so than just a guitar player or mm -hmm. um, just a singer. But you're a singer-songwriter, so here it is. Ready? Now you can only pick yeah. one of these two options. Okay. I'm going to give okay. you. I'm going to give you two options. You can only pick one. And you can't be a politician about this and try to spin out of it. You have to answer this, okay? <laughs> Dang it, okay. <laughs> okay. What do you prefer more, creating a song or pre performing that song once it's created? I would say, hmm, that's tricky. I would say performing a song okay my first thought would have been creating the song that was going to be my, my go-to but then i decided performing because i can just i love to sing kind of anything that i you know feel and get the audience to feel yeah um so i'd say definitely i think performing it yeah because i mean you're closer to the audience you get to really put your emotions and your feelings behind what you're singing and mm -hmm. you get to really reach to to your audience and your fans and so i'd say performing but that's really a hard question <laughs> it's a great answer though it's a great answer and the, and the, the the fun thing about that question is there is there is no right or wrong answer right because um, i've asked that question to i don't know maybe 30 or 40 people and it's really an interesting question because I get to really kind of do a deep dive about what their thought process is. And um, some, it was funny. I had a, a husband and a wife. They're 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 a couple. They're married, but they also perform together on stage. They're singers. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's a just a terrific guitar player, and they both sing. Um, but I asked them that question. It was so funny because the the wife said creating the song. And the husband said, no, no, I'm performing this song. So then it kind of like went into like a 15-minute debate between them two. But it was so fun. You know what I mean? And they both had solid arguments. You know, and it, right. was, just, it was a great, it was just, it's a cool moment. Um, but anyway, I appreciate you uh, joining me tonight. It was a lot of fun talking to you. And um, you're very talented. I must say that. Very talented. I love your song. And I want to wish you a lot of luck getting um, spins and college radio spins and Regular radio spins and selling out tour stadiums one day. I want you to do it all. Um, oh my gosh, you are so kind. Oh, Thank you so well, much. You're very welcome. So before we before we wrap it up, tell everybody out there where they can follow you and where they can get your music. You can stalk me on pretty much any social media platform. Um, I'm obviously for my song. It's on like SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, all those fun ones, and then. Um, Instagram, um, as far as like my social media go, it's going to be my name or handle is going to be some variation of like Dev Page or Devin Page. Um, but, you know, Facebook, it's Devin Page Music. Um, Instagram, it's Dev underscore Page. Twitter, um, actually, I don't remember what my Twitter one is. So TikTok is Devin Page 7. Um, so if you go to any of them, um, I have the links to the other ones as well. So you can just find one of them and then stalk me from there perfect well look i had a lot of fun talking to you and whenever you have something new you want to talk about it just let us know we'll get you back on i definitely will thank you so much
Great. Appreciate you. Have a good night. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. You do the same. Bye-bye. Bye.